Hello, and welcome to the Murder House Radio Show. I'm your host, X. On this show, we will be covering serial killers, killers, mass shooters, disappearances, true crime, and the most deplorable things and people in history. All that good, dark stuff. The Murder House Radio Show will be a radio show slash podcast. I'll be uploading videos every Friday at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Once you hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification and select all to get all notifications if you are viewing on YouTube. And hit follow if you are listening on a podcasting platform. So sit down, get comfortable, grab some coffee or whatever your preferred beverage is. Turn off the lights and enjoy the show. Hey guys, how's your uh, week going? I hope it's going good, and I hope your Friday is going good. Let me know how it's uh, going down in the comments below. Mine's going pretty good so far. I can't complain. But, um, yeah, if you wish to ask for some advice to be covered at the end of the podcast slash broadcast, the podcast email will be in the description. It'll be covered at the end of the podcast if there is any. As well, the links for the sources will be in the description. So without any further ado, let's get into today's video. So today's episode will be on Peter Howard Moore, and he was born on the 19th of September, 1946. He is a British serial killer who managed cinemas in Baglit. Holyhead, Kinmel Bay, and Denbigh in North Wales. You'll have to forgive me with those pronunciations. But he managed these cinemas at the time of his arrest. And he murdered four men in 1995. Due to his uh, attire, he was dubbed the Man in Black. Yo, that's low-key my nickname. On the low, I wear a lot of black, pretty much all black, all the time, almost. So it says here, between September and December 1995, he stabbed to death and mutilated four men for fun, and he was sentenced to life in prison in November 1996, with a recommendation that he never be released. He also committed 39 sex attacks on men in North Wales and the Marisside area over a 20-year span only. So his victims were Henry Roberts, and this was a 56-year-old man who lived in Hangsley, and he was stabbed to death in September of 95. The second victim, Edward Carthy was a 28-year-old man who Moore met in a gay bar, and he was stabbed to death in a forest west of Denbighshire in East Conway, Wales. So, um, so he was stabbed to death around that area. I can't pronounce the name of this forest. <laughs> um, but this happened in October 1995. His third victim, Keith Randalls, a 49-year-old traffic manager, stabbed to death 
in November 95 on the A5 road in Angsley. And his fourth and last known victim here is Anthony Davis, 40 years old, and he was stabbed to death on Penzarn Beach in Arbringel in December 95. So all these attacks were um, all knife attacks. It says here as well that when he uh, ran his theaters, he had a fixation on Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th movie series, which is uh, kind of interesting because, uh, as we all know, or if you don't know, that uh, Jason Voorhees uses uh, machetes and other uh, hand weapons, and sometimes his bare hands. So that kind of makes sense, but it'd make a little more sense if it was Halloween, since all his attacks were knife attacks, and um, Michael Myers' attacks are all knife attacks as well, for the most part. So it's interesting here, it says during his trial, Moore told the jury the crimes were committed by a homosexual lover he nicknamed Jason, after the killer in the Friday the 13th horror films. The jury found him guilty on all counts. And then, of course, he was uh, sentenced to life in prison. So it also says here, during his time in imprisonment in Wakefield Prison, Moore befriended Harold Shipman. I did a video on him as well. The serial killer and former GP who hanged himself on uh, January 2004. In June 2008, Moore was told by the high court that he would spend the rest of his life in prison. However, on the 3rd of March, 2011, it was reported that Moore will be challenging the ruling in the European Court of Human Rights with a view to have his sentence be quashed and such sentences outlawed throughout Europe. Well, I mean, if you killed a bunch of people, I don't really see why you should be allowed out of prison. Like, let's be real here. Like, unless you are, like, actually, like, mentally sick, like, schizophrenic sick, it should be an indeterminate amount of time. But, like, if you're a smart, cunning serial killer or whatnot, then you should just be locked under the prison or whatever. There's no place for people like that in society. Same with pedophiles and rapists, but pedophiles and rapists should all be shot on the spot after conviction, but that's just my humble opinion. It says here, in July 2000, Peter Moore lost his fight to win 160,000 pounds worth of uh, damages from North Wales police. He accused the police of failing to protect his house following his arrest in uh, 1995, but a district judge at Leeds Court agreed the case should be struck out on the grounds that Moore had no realistic chance of winning it at trial. Well, I mean, if you get arrested for killing four people and, like, the police toss your house and shit, that's your fault, bro. You're the one who's out here murdering people. <laughs> but, I mean, if you were innocent and they tossed your house or whatever, fuck out of here with that bullshit, but, you know. 
But, uh, yeah. And then especially once you're convicted, I don't think that's your house anymore, bro. Because, you know, you're all up in prison now. But anyway, he appeared in court flanked by heavy security and did not have legal representation. Oof. In 1999, he won nearly 13,000 pounds compensation from a couple he claimed had stolen content of his house. Little shit. Including gardening gnomes. Well, that's fucking interesting. He claimed neighbors Wes Brandshaw and Pauline Pryderich abused and offered from him to become caretaker of his property by selling his belongings at a car boot sale. Okay. I mean... Is he truly guilty then? Because, like, he's worried about some petty-ass shit other than, like, the four murder charges he should be worried about. Like, goddamn, bro. Like, if I was facing four murder charges, I don't give a fuck what you do with my shit. I'm worried about beating these murder charges, bro. Like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, let me know what you, uh, think of this case. Or if you know more, because there's not much more about this case. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think this guy actually did it? Because I'm not sure if he, uh, confessed or not, but... You know, I will uh, keep looking into it, but let me know what you guys think about this case. Oh, so he's serving four life sentences, word. All good, all good. It says here that he was also uh, dubbed or tagged the gay serial killer. And he uh, killed, f well, he killed four men, like I said earlier, but only three of them were actually gay so that's uh interesting ah uh, so finally some stuff about his uh early life so he's born in kimel bay and he lived with his mother edith until she died however it doesn't say when or how she died but uh dotted on by edith who called peter her miracle son as she didn't think she could have kids they had an incredibly good and close relationship, and um, after she died, he was brought up in Darlington House on St. Asp Ave. Asp Ave. <laughs> but um, Moore had a relatively privileged upbringing and lived in one of the nicest parts of town, and fascinated by film and home video recordings, Moore went on to own four small cinemas across North Wales, like I mentioned earlier. But that's still not much about his upbringing, but um, it seems like a fairly normal upbringing. But we all know that um, if you dig into the foster care system and stuff, there can be some pretty uh, messed up stuff that goes on in the foster care system. Like a bunch of rape, abuse, and even um, homicides. Of uh, the children who live there by the hands of staff and hell, even other uh, children. So, um, yeah. It doesn't say anything like that happened to him, but it's uh, very possible. It says here that he ran a Saturday club where children could buy sweets and watch films for reasonable prices. 
It says here that uh, when police entered Moore's childhood home after the murders, they found cuddly toys next to a Nazi flag, handcuffs, and military uniforms. Well, that's interesting. So it says here that the victim, uh, the Robert victim, he was stabbed 27 times when he was found. Like, that's how he was found. Stabbed 27 times. Um, his death left the community stunned as to over... Like, as to why someone would want him dead, because he was known as a very nice and harmless dude who wouldn't hurt a fly. Mr. Roberts wasn't found immediately. His body was dumped in the yard outside his house. So outside his home, with his pet Labrador trapped inside the house. Oh, that's fucking sad. That poor dog probably saw the body of his owner and was like, Yo, what the fuck? Something's not right. And yeah, that's that's fucked up, bro. And then it says here that uh, Keith Randall's was last seen getting fish and chips and then walking home. And that's the last time he was seen alive. And then workmen found his body outside his cavern at uh, 7.30 a.m. the next morning. That is um wild. Wild. Um, it's not really known why he was doing all this, but when Moore was being questioned by the police, he uh said to the questioning officers that um he was attacking his victims for fun. Like he said he would say this to his victims that he's attacking them for fun and that he took a certain enjoyment in killing them or uh whatnot. But, uh, yeah, Moore is still in prison, and he's about 22 years into his, uh, life sentence for the four murders. So that's, uh, pretty wild. But there's not much on why he did it, or all that stuff, just what he did for work and all that stuff, how he was viewed by the community, and then, um, of course, the murders, which I, uh, detailed, but there's not much detail about those even, and his uh, trial and all that stuff. But he's still alive and swinging. How old would he be now? Hold on. So as of today, he's about 75 years old. And he's uh, in prison, obviously, still. But uh, yeah, there's not much more about him. So as I said earlier, let me know down in the comments below if you know anything more. Or hell... Even if you knew this guy, because I know I got some uh, viewers from the UK, so uh, let me know. But that's definitely uh, interesting, definitely interesting stuff. But this podcast has been uh, short this episode, so uh, I guess I'll talk about a little bit of stuff from uh, where I am in the world. Not going to give you too much specifics, but I am from Canada, and where I live in Canada, fucking they... Uh, put new restrictions in for COVID and stuff, which is kind of bullshit, because I had to cancel my tattoo appointment. I was supposed to get the uh, upper half of my second sleeve done and whatnot, but I guess fucking not. They're like, all right, gotta wait three weeks for everything to open up again, if it's gonna open up again, which is kindergarten fucking bullshit. 
But I think they should just open everything back up and say, fuck it, herd immunity, boys, herd immunity. But, uh, you know, it'd be like that, it'd be like that sometimes. Honestly, sometimes I think this whole COVID thing is nothing more than just the flu and they're just overreacting or whatever. But I'm not a doctor, so, you know. But I do listen to the doctors. I listen to the doctors because they know what they're talking about. Because that's their fucking job. I'd expect them to know what they're talking about. Because they spend fucking 12 years of their life and hard-earned money in school studying to be doctors. And then the scientists know what they're talking about, too. Because they probably spend a fuckload of time in school to know what they're talking about. So, you know. <laughs> there is that. But, uh, yes, last week's video was about a, a Nazi, so if you want me to cover more of the notorious Nazis and stuff, let me know, because I can uh, definitely do that. I do find World War II and all of that stuff very interesting. It's all very interesting to me. All these dark topics are very interesting. But, uh, yeah, do you guys think COVID will ever end? Leave it down in the comments. I don't know, man, because, like, this is how I would do it if I wanted to take over some shit. I'm into them conspiracy theories, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's easy. Make a pandemic, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you have to uh, stay inside for your own protection. We're going to keep you inside for your own protection. Then we're going to make laws to keep you inside for your own protection. And then we'll have, um, if you get out of line in protest, we'll have cops forcing you to go to jail and stay inside for your own protection. And then it's pretty much illegal to leave your house for anything unessential. And then if they start shutting down everything that's essential, oh, we'll just deliver food to you when you're um inside or whatever, it's all good, it's all for your safety, bro, it's all for your safety, and it's bullshit, and then, they will conquer and divide, like, hey, get your vaccine, and we'll register you, and you can, uh, pretty much go back to normal, but if you don't register, everything will, uh, be taken away from you, like, if you have your, uh, passport, or whatever, your vaccine passport, like, hey, Show me your uh, vaccine passport so you can uh, scan it and get into this place or whatever to prove you have your vaccine. And if you have it, they're like, all right, you can come in. But if not, you can't come in because you don't have your uh, vaccine shots or whatever. It's pretty much what the Nazis did in World War II to the Jews. It's just a different circumstance. Now it would just be people who are not vaccinated. That's just my that's just in my conspiracy theory mind working away, but uh, you know, it just be like that. Conspiracy theories are a wild thing. That's not what I necessarily believe, but I do believe there's something more at play than just a fucking silly cold, cause uh, you know, the world is definitely a wild, wild place. But uh, yeah, I don't think I have much more to talk about, and we sadly do not have any advice emails. But uh, yeah, one day, 
Maybe I'll uh, call up a serial killer in prison or start writing one and ask if they want to do a phone interview. So uh, I know you guys would definitely like to hear that. I'd have to work on my interviewing, get some uh, questions down pat. But uh, it would definitely be interesting. There's a bunch of killers that are still alive who I could uh, interview them or whatnot. And it would definitely be interesting. I've talked to some uh, crazy people in my life or whatever. Quite literally, some people who have done some uh, terrible things for sure. But um, I've not talked to anybody who has uh, killed somebody that I uh, know of, which would be interesting. It'd be very, very interesting. Let me know if you guys would uh, like to see that. But I think that about wraps it up. So that is Peter Moore. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Murder House Radio Show. I hope you have a good rest of your Friday or whenever you are listening to this. Check out the social medias and the sources in the description below. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Once you hit the subscribe button, hit the bell notification and select all to get all notifications if you are listening on YouTube. If you are listening on a podcasting platform, hit follow. Leave your suggestions for future episodes in the comments. See you next episode. This is your host X, signing off.